You're listening to the Inventing Pros podcast brought to you by SourceDirect and InventingBlog.com. Our podcast is a weekly series featuring tips and tricks for the everyday inventor. SourceDirect is a full-service invention company that's been helping entrepreneurs and inventors for over 20 years. We developed this podcast and our educational website, InventingBlog.com, to answer common questions presented to us by inventors all over the country. Welcome to episode one. My name is Nathan, and I'm going to be your host, and today I'm joined by Ed Morrow and Lauren Toller. How are you guys today? Doing well, thank you. Yes, very well. Good, glad you guys are here. So we've had a podcast in the past, and if you have been a listener of ours back in the day, we had the Inventing Experts podcast, and we wanted to kind of restructure it a little bit, make it even more educational than we have before. A lot of folks requested to have it back, so we thought, why not? So we're going to bring you weekly episodes, about 10, 15 minutes long, and each episode is going to cover a different topic in the inventing industry. So today, I think we're going to start at the very beginning, or as Maria Von Trapp would say, a very good place to start. <laughs> so a, an inventor has an idea. An inventor has an idea that's been churning in their head for a while. They don't know what to do. What do they do? Ed, take it away. Well, there's a lot of things they can do, but uh, you've got to um, do it properly. And the main thing is research your idea online. See if somebody else has come up with it. See if somebody has something similar, but maybe not the same. So you want to research and determine, is your idea new and exciting or has somebody already thought of it? So let's say somebody already has something like your idea. The next question would be, is yours different? Is yours better? Does yours solve more problems? So I would do that before you do anything else. Research the internet, see if your idea is out there. And if it is, research it further. If it isn't, get in touch with us right away. Now, how exactly, I mean, besides just a regular internet search, is that the only way that they can find if their idea already exists? In this day and age, the internet is a wonderful place. If it's not on the internet, the chances are it doesn't exist. A generic Google search, I'm sure if you type in the specifics of your idea, you could probably find it if it is out there. Absolutely. All right. So... There's a lot of common misconceptions when an inventor has their idea. I had this idea, I'm gonna write it down, I'm gonna put it in an envelope, and I'm gonna mail it to myself so it has the the date stamp on it. That's an absolute myth, we all know this. Right. What are some ways that an inventor can make sure that their idea does not get stolen? In this day and age, the patent office has introduced the provisional patent application. So if you have an idea, and you can get it into a format where an attorney can actually file a provisional patent application, you can protect your idea that way. So when they file a provisional patent, how long do they have before they make it like the official final You have final one patent? year to actually file the final utility. So that gives you an entire year to develop it, change it, modify it, and get it to the point where you want to actually file the patent. Sure. Now let's say somebody comes to us and they say, I had this idea that I've had for a while and I just had it drawn out by a basic engineer and I already have a patent on it, but I have some changes I need to do. What would they have to do there? They, they'd have to go back to whoever filed the patent, tell them you have some changes to it, and they'd have to file a second patent. Gotcha. Now. Lauren, I know because you talk to all of our inventors just like I do, basically as soon as they come in through the doors. And a lot of them will say, you know, I want to try licensing my product. What sort of issues would that bring to them? Licensing ends up being kind of a magical unicorn of inventing. Everybody wants it. It 
it's actually very rarely successful. It's something that I've seen countless inventors, by the time they come to us, they've gone through so many hoops trying to get their product license, spent money on different things trying to get there, and nothing becomes of it. So they end up, you know, needing to pursue it themselves. So it's something that you probably should just skip out on that part and, you know, do it the right way from the very beginning. You know, I, I know some people who make those mistakes as I they agree. go. And I mean, it sounds like it would be a great idea to get a license, but it doesn't always work out that way. Right. And here's what happens. They will approach you with an agreement and they'll tell you it's a three to five year agreement. They won't guarantee you any money. They won't give you any upfront money. And basically they can lock up your idea for the length of that contract. They'll go out and try to sell it or license it. But if they don't, you've lost all that time. Now, if let's just say, in, in a fantastic scenario, that somebody does get money for a licensing option, what should they look for if, for that? I mean, is there a certain amount they should look to receive? Like, if somebody says, I'm going to give you this licensing agreement for $1,000, is that probably a scam? You know, the, the, the determination is, if you sign a licensing agreement, you have to get two things. You have to get upfront money, and then you need a guarantee of X number of dollars a month in royalties once the product is made and sold. That makes sense. And it seems like it would protect the inventor from something absolutely going wrong. But truthfully, I mean, I know it seems like the easier option, but from what I've seen, and I've been doing this for a long time as well, it, it, the likeliness of it working through a licensing agreement is way, way smaller than it would to just try to do it on your own. Exactly. Very few products actually get licensed. Like Lauren said, it has to be a... Uh, a hula hoop it's got to be something very very unique and global and there's very few products that fit into that realm plus it needs to be backed up by a lot of marketing money sure oh, oh trust me i see that every single day and i see inventors who were ready and maybe not so ready for what comes after the process which actually brings me to my next question which is a question we get about 25 times a day is how much will this entire inventing process cost me now obviously we don't exactly know until we've taken a look at the actual product but i mean when it comes to your experience what should the inventor be prepared for well easily you're looking at you have an idea you want us to help you develop it you're looking six to ten thousand dollars in development and design fees if all you have is an idea so if you don't have that kind of money i would say you shouldn't really get into this uh, but again there's many different ways you can get your funding but look to spend at least that much now when it comes to that sort of thing, because I know a lot of different inventing companies and a lot of places out there are not going to disclose the prices up front. Or you're also going to get some inventors that are going to be like, oh, I know this is going to cost me $100,000. How do we soothe their minds and make them understand that the money that they're going to spend may not necessarily be a lot and they can find it in different ways? Because we don't ask for the entire project to be paid up front. A lot of these companies will tell you we need thirty or forty or fifty thousand dollars to develop your product, but that's not necessarily true. They take their money and they never get that full amount. We are more a la carte. Basically, we're going to charge you as we progress. You can start it, then you can stop it and start it again anytime you want. We're completely transparent. We tell you what each different procedure is going to cost. 
and I know a lot of places sometimes they they don't exactly disclose what they're doing. We've had inventors come to us and go, I went to XYZ company and all I got was the sheet of paper with the drawing on it. And they spent just as much as they would with us to actually make the product right. and get their first order. Exactly, because those companies, they're not manufacturers the way we are. They've never made a product before. They're taking your money and they're doing a design, but they don't know the process to manufacture something. We've been making and manufacturing our own products for almost 30 years. We know the entire back end. We have in-house engineers. We can take your idea and we can get you to the final product in the quickest, most effective method. That's great. And now, you know, it's actually funny because I've actually seen us before. We've had inventors that have called in and went, well, I got this contractor, I got this quote from another inventing company, and I just want to know if it's legit or not. Obviously, we still we still will look at that for them, correct? Sure, absolutely. We The last thing we want any inventor to do is, is spend bad money, sure. money where they don't have to spend it. And that's the key issue. We've done this so many times that we know when you're supposed to spend the money. And that's why we urge everybody, whether you want to do business with us or not, if you have a deal or a contract with another company, we'll be more than happy to have a look at it and give you our opinion on it. And you're not obligated to pay us anything. You know, I know we, and we said this in our, in our previous podcast series that we did as well, that we would rather it be a world of educated inventors that are making decisions based on the well-being of their product, as opposed to people just throwing their money at anything, hoping for the best. Right. And we, we want to try to get the inventor before they spend any money. How many sure. times? And I think Lauren can attest to this. How many times has somebody come and said, boy, I wish I would have found you first. Yeah. I just spent 10000 with this company and 15000 with that company and I got nothing. Well, that's what we're trying to prevent. Absolutely. If you come to us and you give us ten dollars or $15,000, we guarantee you're going to get something. Something good that's going to help you end up with the finished product. Now, in the actual inventor's arsenal, I want to know, like, what are certain things that the the inventor should absolutely have before their product goes to manufacturing? So what are some of the few steps that the product has to go through before it can get to the final factory phase? Well, it has to be designed properly. It has to be developed. It has to be able to be produced. If it needs tooling, the drawings need to be sufficient to make tooling. So before anything really happens, before you make anything, the design needs to be workable. And that's where in-house engineering is definitely a benefit. We do all of that in-house. We have engineers domestically, we have engineers overseas, we have very talented people that can basically say, okay, if you wanna make your item, this is what it's going to take to make it. So when we, at the end of the day, if we do the job for you, you're going to be able to make your product. So many times we get people coming to us, well, I've got these drawings, but they're no good. They don't work. I don't know where to go next. That's because the proper procedures were not followed from the beginning. That makes sense. And I mean, truthfully, it's a, it's a, thought out process this process truthfully even though each product is different the process is basically the same basically the same you got the same benchmarks you have to look at every product look for all the issues all the problems and that's where experience comes in that's where these other companies that really don't make the products really don't know we make the products as well as design them so we know in the design what we need to have in order for it to be produced effectively 
Absolutely. I mean, we have the experience of, of manufacturing not only other inventors' products, but our own line of our own products exactly. as well. So that bit of experience comes with it because not only do we help inventors, but we are clients of our own company at that point. Exactly right. So we want to make sure that the quality is, is upheld across the board. Quality so. is paramount. We try to get the best possible prices, but you never sacrifice quality for price. Oh, for sure. And I've seen a lot of people do that. They'll, they'll turn to an online resource, you know, somebody that they found on Google or Alibaba or something that said that they're going to make them a product for way less than what any of us would actually be quoting here in the States. And it may not exactly be effective for them. You never know who you're dealing with. You know, when you go to Alibaba and you go to these agents, you don't know who they're dealing with. When you deal with us, you're dealing with the horse's mouth. We do it all. Yep. And we're based here in the United States. We're actually based here in the Tampa Bay area of Florida. And we work with inventors all over the country. And it's funny. We actually have people call in. And I know Lauren can attest to this as well, is we'll have inventors we'll talk to on the other side of the country. And we'll be like, we're in Florida. Well, how can you help me? You're in Florida. Well, our process doesn't necessarily have to be in person. Um, now, my next question that kind of goes along with this, and actually my final question of this episode is, how do we know if the company that we are working for, as in I'm the inventor, the company that I'm trying to get to help me make my invention, how do I know if they are a scam or not? Which is huge in the inventing industry right now. That's very difficult. Um, we don't like to name names, but there are companies out there that are scandalous and that's why before you give anybody any money run the process by us tell us who they are what you're getting show us their proposal and we will give you an honest opinion as to whether or not this is something you should do Absolutely. And we even will show our particulars too. If somebody asks for testimonials, we actually have inventors that uh, have given their phone numbers and email addresses so they could speak to other inventors. Because I think transparency is huge. You're going into a big enterprise here. You're trying to open up your own business with your own product. So it obviously takes a lot of trust and you have to have that trust with the company that's going to be taking it over. I mean, if you're talking to another company, ask them a straight out question. How many products did you manufacture last year? How many, how many tools did your company make last year? Those are, those are important questions. If they say, well, we don't make the product, we don't, we don't make any tools, then that's a problem as far as I'm concerned. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because if you don't walk the walk, you can't talk the talk. And there's not a lot you can do there, especially in this industry that is very difficult because we're dealing with manufacturing overseas. We're dealing with working with multiple companies to make the same product happen. So you need to make sure you're working with a place that has experience with doing it all the way through. Exactly. And we make, we make products for major manufacturers. We do business with major U.S. corporations where the specifications to produce those products are about an inch thick. So if you make mistakes, it costs you a lot of money. So our our processes, our quality control, everything we go through is very, very meticulous because we don't we can't afford to make a mistake. So we take our time, we do it properly, and we make sure it gets done right. All right. Well, that about does it for our very first episode of the podcast. Thank you guys so much for being here. If you have any other questions, feel free to give us a call anytime at 888-373-3876. You can use extension 212 and you'll get directly to me. If you have any other questions that you would love for us to answer on the podcast, we'd be happy to do so. Just shoot it over to podcast at thesourcedirect.net and we'd be happy to answer it live.